You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. Why do we revisit the stories of special horses we've lost, even when those memories make us cry? Find out in this episode of Barn Stories. Welcome to the Barn Stories podcast. I'm Lori Prince, editor of Equus Magazine. And I'm managing editor Christine Barakat. This podcast features our favorite essays and articles published in Equus over the past 40 years. Although Equus is known for articles on horse care and veterinary research, our editorial mission has always been guided by the bond that exists between horses and people. And each issue has featured a real-life story that celebrates how horses enrich our lives and touch our hearts. We've searched our archives, chosen the stories that resonated with our readers, and given them new life in this audio format. Longtime subscribers may recognize some of their favorite pieces. And if you're new to the Equus community, these stories will confirm that no matter what sort of saddle you sit in, a deep emotional connection to horses is something we all share. Go grab some tissues. The story in this episode is a tearjerker. In it, a woman reflects on the 25 years she spent with her horse, Ernie. She describes their partnership beginning with ambitions of showering glory and ending with quiet trail rides in the twilight of Ernie's life. Along the way, she manages to capture the wonder that a special horse can bring into your life and the emptiness that follows when you have to say goodbye. As I started preparing for this episode, I recognized this essay within a few sentences, and I had to pause the recording to prepare myself for it. The loss of a beloved horse is a common theme for our True Tale essays, and those stories have long been popular with our readers. But why? What compels us to revisit the pain of losing a horse, whether by writing about it ourselves or listening to the stories of others? As I continued listening to this essay, I found the answer. Telling and hearing these stories may poke at the tender corners of our hearts, but they help us remember and appreciate the special horses we never want to forget. Let's listen to Old Soldier, written by Lisa Dill and read by Taylor Autumn. In November 1992, the owner of the small hunter-jumper barn where I trained young horses called to tell me about a six-year-old gelding she was going to see. She had heard about him from a trainer at a local racetrack. The horse's owner had stopped paying his training fees, and if she wanted the horse, she only needed to come pick him up. I'd been looking for a jumper prospect of my own, so the barn owner suggested I come along and take a look. The gelding had some old hawk problems, but if I wanted him, I could have him. If not, she'd take him and we'd turn him into something and sell him. At the track, we found a smallish, stocky bay. He looked lonely. He looked hopeful. He looked like the line between are you going to love me and whatever had gotten painfully thin. I wasn't sure. Of course, he broke my heart. But if I passed on him, he'd still come home with us anyway, so he wouldn't be abandoned. I'd just been thinking bigger, flashier, something. I asked the barn owner to give me a day or two. We took him home, and the next day I put him on a lunge line. Suddenly, he came to life, seeming to be filled with speed, power, ambition, and joy. I told the barn owner I'd take him. I named him Ernie and turned him out for six months so he could remember how to be a horse. Meanwhile, I worked with our other prospects. 
At month five, he caught himself in some old cow fencing that had washed up in our big pasture, cutting into the tendon sheath in his right front fetlock. A veterinary surgeon repaired the damage, and to keep Ernie quiet while he recovered, I stood with him singing Old Soldier, the David Crosby song, over and over and over. He stood still and healed. Horse Week, brought to you by Bowringer Ingelheim, is back for its third year, November 5th through the 11th, with On Demand starting November 12th. Don't miss a minute of the Horse Week action, including features with Trevor Brazil and Miles Baker, the Budweiser Clydesdales, Dan James, Sabine Shoot Carey, Sherry Schwarzenberger, and more. Tune in from the barn, office, or the comfort of your couch. Equine Network is making it easy to watch the week-long celebration from any smart device. Visit horseweek.tv for more information or to watch your favorite features from 2022 and 2021. Six months after that, I taught him to jump. The same fire that once fueled his racing career now powered his desire to jump things, anything. He was a bit of a mess at first. He was rock stiff through his right shoulder, crooked and unsure how to approach a course. We did dressage exercises and horse yoga, and we learned to trust each other. We went to clinics with George Morris and Ann Krasinski. We took lessons at a high-end jumper barn that cost at least a day's salary. I loved Ernie beyond measure, and he loved me back, purely. We moved around a bit, and he got older. But the fire never abated. He knew all my secrets, saw me through most of the worst days in my life. My father's death, the end of my marriage, other failures, other endings. My friends joked that he was the love of my life. I wasn't so sure that it was a joke. Then, on 9-11-2001, at the end of the day, I went to clean his stall. I was so shocked, so horrified, so completely frozen that I'm not even sure I spoke to him when I got there. All I remember is this. I was in one corner of his stall, picking through the straw. Ernie was against the other wall, eating hay. Somehow, he turned himself around, came across the back wall, walked past me until his shoulder was at my body, and stopped. Then he wrapped his neck around my body and held me there. And for the first time, after all the horror and tragedy and fear of that day, I cried. We got older. He got Cushing's. He got ulcers. And when Ernie turned 30, I rode him only when the weather was perfect. And we kept to a walk as we meandered along the flat trail through the woods. I still told him all my secrets, and he grunted and muttered as we walked along just as he always had. I stayed away from the hills, worried his shoulders couldn't handle them. We also stopped going into the ring, because if he saw an obstacle, he wanted to jump it. He still just always wanted to go. And in the back of my mind, I betrayed him, because I still wanted to go too. I once took a lesson on a different horse, cantering, jumping, all of the things that had always been my outlet, my joy. 
but I couldn't do it a second time. The guilt was just too painful. Last January, a tiny cut on Ernie's fetlock led to cellulitis. We did broad-spectrum antibiotics and then intravenous antibiotics, and the leg healed. And he stopped eating. On the 11th day, he ate, and for two days more, I thought we had dodged a bullet. Then he stopped eating again, and slowly his temperature crept up. The next morning, he had a full-blown fever, and the leg was swollen and hot again. He just can't fight it this time. The barn owner hugged me as she said it. And I knew what she meant. And I sobbed like my heart had broken. Because it had. As we waited for the veterinarian, I led Ernie on one last walk. And we talked about our glory days. I sang his song to him. Listen, old soldier, to the sound in your ears of too many battles for too many years. And as he died, I was holding his head, looking him in the eye and telling him how much I loved him. We who spend our lives with horses are used to death. What's unusual is getting to spend 25 years with a horse that you love. Ernie was a gift to me in so many ways and the wound left by his loss will probably never fully heal. And in a way, I hope that it never does, because I am so grateful that I got to love him, to teach him, learn from him, and now miss him, as I always will. Whether you're headed across the country or just down the road, you could be traveling with the peace of mind knowing you and your horse are protected by U.S. Riders 24-7 roadside assistance coverage. From lockouts and jump starts to towing and stabling, veterinarian and farrier referrals, U.S. Rider ensures a breakdown won't leave you stranded. Join today and save 15% with the code USREQ at usrider.org. Thanks for listening to Barn Stories. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a favorite article or essay from the Equus Archives that you'd like us to feature in a future podcast, let us know. You can reach us at equusbarnstories, all one word, at gmail.com. Did you enjoy this episode of Barn Stories? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Thanks for listening. The Barn Stories podcast is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of the Equine Network.